encountering the texture of the text of God's Word, text and context. Okay. Well, we're two or three are gathered. I'm starting my Bible class. Word of the Lord. <laughs> How are y'all this morning? Good. We're moving out closer to y'all, your neck of the woods, today. Yeah. yeah Be within spitting distance. So we're moving out. Okay. Good. I, I almost didn't move out there knowing we was going to be that close to you. Huh? When are you moving? What'd you say? When are you moving? Today. This afternoon. Today? Yeah. You have help? Uh, some. We can always take more if you've got time. We'll, we'll start around two um, at our current place. Yeah. All the help's appreciated. No, you're all right. You're going to Music Man. You did do the, you, you basically solo moved the majority of us in. Yeah, so I uh, Yeah. Spread the love. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Just spread the love. All right. Well, I'm going to, oh, and good morning, Sharon. I'm going to say good morning to you as well. How are you? Good. I feel like I hadn't seen you in a couple weeks. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You look like you're feeling better now, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look extra sassy, so that's that's what matters. Um, so, what stage are you at? Sorry, excuse me. Are you packed? Oh yes. So basically, it's moving boxes. It's moving boxes, and uh, really, so I can move the boxes. Honestly, um, my main concern is that big stuff. You do need an engineer. The heavy stuff. For the couch. I do. Is it a sleeper? Well, no, it's a different couch now. Oh, you smaller. We did. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I've got a chainsaw. Bring it over. Oh, there you yeah. go. And I'm in the this one, you take, you, you unscrew the feet. It was. It was. It was quite the ordeal. But no, this is quite a bit smaller. You just unscrew the feet and take it on. No big deal. Do, we need to find a dolly, too. You got a dolly? Okay. Like the kind that we can use for, like, a washer dryer? Okay, cool. Big stuff's the main thing, right? Like, I can always just carry boxes. Yeah. I'm not really concerned about that. Piano dolly? Dang. Okay. Children have a piano? No. Oh. I don't know. But you can use piano dollies for a lot of things. Oh. Well, I should call it something else, though. That way you don't have to. Yeah, but when she calls it that, we all know. I know what it is. Yeah, okay. I may not know what that is. Ah, yeah, that, that's always better. <laughs> always better. Bless Alex and Rhonda's heart. We went by there last night just to do a quick walkthrough while it's empty. They're exhausted. They were hobbling. <laughs> but we'll see them today. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I don't, I don't think they'll be here this morning. They're exhausted. So, All right, well, I'm going to pray and we'll hop in, talk about new heavens, new earth. Good stuff. All right. Father in heaven, as we open our Bibles, pray you'd open also our heart, our head, and our hands. Thank you for this time to talk about this. Uh, I think this is very important. I think it's an important theme in your word. Just pray you'd give me uh, clarity and the ability to articulate and be with my brothers and sisters as we talk about it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we opened up discussion about uh, new heavens, new earth. Uh, last week, and I thought it was a lot of fun. 
a lot of fun. I uh, had a lot of, I didn't have any pushback, but I could tell it was like, well, this is weird. We don't usually talk about it this way. So I'm happy. Uh, that's always a good fodder for discussion. Uh, so just to kind of like review my, my stance, and we're actually going to get into some texts today uh, because, you know, Bible is important. Um, we didn't quite get there last time, but we're going to get into the text this week. Um, and I sent them out ahead of time. So did anybody actually look at them? The one who actually asked for it to be sent out ahead of time was Alex. And then, of course, he's not here this morning because I'm moving into his house this afternoon. So bless him. But that's all right. That just means that I'll just sound brilliant on everything I say and nobody will push back at all. Um, So to review briefly, I showed this video by Bible Project about heaven and earth. And I just think that is really great articulation of what scripture says. I I find myself going back and rewatching that multiple times. I think the colors are really helpful, right? So you got the teal and the pink or the teal and the, let's see, teal and the pink. Yeah. And then whenever they overcross, it makes this purple, which is like heaven and earth overlapping. And it talks a lot about heaven and earth coming together, overlapping, all that fun stuff. I talked about how, um, you know, the resurrection is really what, good morning. Good morning. morning. Talked about how the resurrection is what really did it for me. Thinking about new heavens, new earth, because we often have what I would say is, so to say it this way, versus a static view of heaven versus a dynamic view of heaven. So a static view of heaven is just like this amorphous, we all know there's good things coming in the future kind of thing. But a dynamic view of heaven is like, yeah, let's, let's kind of like parse that out some though, right? So you have like an intermediary heaven, which is like just the presence of God where you go when you die. Then you have new heavens, new earth and a resurrection body, which is like some sort of a somewhat quasi-bodied, experience. I think that's actually really important. Uh, so I talked about also like uh, the, this b- wonderful little phrase, it's not life after death that we're looking forward to, it's life after life after death, right? It's the resurrection life. So life after death, that's not a unique claim on the global scene, by the way. Like almost every religion has some version, form, or variety of life after, like, like it's only recently on the world stage that people have thought nothing happens and you just die and that's it. That's actually a real, that's, that's the minority claim. I know we think we have to fight the secularists on that, but I don't think we do. I think they're stupid because that's historically just not really a, a big claim, <laughs> like on the global scene. But a, a claim that I think is a little bit more interesting is not life after death, but life after, life after death, this more idealistic uh, resurrected body experience, right? And so we talked about that some. I also talked about Platonism. Good old Greek Platonism, which is like the strict dichotomy between body and soul, which I just don't think you see in scripture. Because like this dichotomy in Platonism is like body bad, matter bad, physical things bad, spirit good, everything not physical good. And we're just spirits trying to escape this body. I think that's not the biblical claim, right? Like you read Genesis and God says he makes man and woman and they're very good the way he made them. Um, and so, uh, I, I don't think that's the ideal, um, but the, the whole strict dichotomy body soul, that's actually just a separate thing about new heavens, new earth. I'm actually focusing on new heavens, new earth primarily. And then Alan gone asked a provocative question. Is Alan here this morning? Dang it. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully he forgets that he asked me anything last week. Cause I'm not going down the rapture rabbit hole. Cause a, I just don't want to, that's a whole separate thing. B, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole separate thing. whole separate discussion is that. This has to do with the end, like how you play out the end and stuff. But you can believe in a rapture and still think of new heavens, new earth. And that's, that's possible, right? So anyway, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I want to look at some texts about new heavens, new earth. So let's go to Revelation 21 this morning. 
That's where we'll start. And we're actually going to kind of almost work our way backwards through the canon. So instead of starting near the beginning of scripture and then working our way forward, we're going to start backwards and move backwards. We're going to start at the end and move backwards. So I think that's also a helpful approach. So we're going to start in Revelation 21. And there's a question that uh, I want to ask. Is this a place or a uh, people? Or both? So as we're reading, is this a place? Is this a people? Or both? So Revelation 21, we'll read, I don't know, first seven verses or so. Let's just see what happens. Then I, meaning John, the revelator, saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Beautiful passage. Beautiful passage. Uh, and there's multiple ways we could talk about this passage. All sorts of things to highlight and talk about. And you could go backwards some and talk some. You could go forward some and talk some. But ah, the, the time is limited for what I want to address. <laughs> uh, new heavens, new earth. So you, you see the new heavens, new earth. My question is, is this a people, a place, or both? Now, does that question even make sense? Okay, because some people say that this is a people. This is not describing a physical location, that this is just a description of, of um, the church. So like you keep reading down to verse 9. Uh, saw one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And in the spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And he sees this uh, new Jerusalem coming down. And so some people are like, well, the new Jerusalem is not a place to people. And the new creation is not really a, a place to people. It's just it's the, uh, the people of God, the new Israel or whatever. And, uh, and then you have some who are like, no, it's a place. It's good morning. Welcome. And then you have some who are like, no, it's a place. It's new heavens. He said new heavens, new earth. The old ones passed away. Oh, I see a little bit. Uh, new heavens, new earth, and it's, it's passed away, and this new one's coming. Yeah, Linda. When it describes it, like in verse 12, uh, great walls, mm -hmm. high, high walls, 12 gates, and at the gates, 12 angels. So, yeah. Sounds like yeah, it sounds like a physical description, right? Well, well so I, I hear you, and I agree, actually. I'm on, I'm on that side. But here's the pushback they would offer is it's like, well— uh, you know, the city has 12 foundations and there's like all this, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's more of like a symbolic description, right? Usually, Which I'm okay with, but it's usually 12 or 40 yeah. or things like that are symbolic. I'm okay with, but I think sometimes we blur the lines between a symbolic and a literal yeah. description. Those are not mutually exclusive. The vast majority of the times the lines are 
very blurred on those. <laughs> Everything we do is somewhat symbolic, right? Uh, American is not necessarily in our daily lives a super symbolic culture, but there are other cultures that are super symbolic in like all their daily interactions. But we have like symbols as a culture that we interact with that are like, and as we interact with those symbols, it's both symbolic and literal, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and I love that the word like is almost always interspersed in texts like this. We've kind of talked about this some before. It's always like this, like that. Um, it doesn't show up that much in this one. It does show up some. But it's still just this idea that it's, it's, it's hard to put my finger on, right? Like I, I can't quite say what I'm talking about. It's like, well, it's, it's like this, but it's also kind of not. It's, it's, more than, it's, it's something kind of beyond description. You're attempting to describe that which is beyond description. So um, I just, I, I'll put my cards on the table. I think it's both, right? I don't think it is mutually exclusive. I think it is a people. Clearly, like, the people who will inhabit the new heavens, new earth are God's people. And so there's kind of an equating of the two, right, which is similar to the new Jerusalem. And it's more so clear with the new Jerusalem. But it's similar to how um, in the Old Testament you talk about Lady Zion, right, Zion and, and Jerusalem. And it's like, it's talking about Lady Zion, but it's really talking about Israel. So it's talking about the city of Jerusalem, but really it means whatever happens in all Israel. And so it's kind of like what happens here is what happens everywhere kind of thing. Does that make sense? And so I think it's kind of like, well, like this is, you know, the new heavens and new earth. This is where God's people will inhabit. Um, and so the part that people get hung up on, though, is uh, for the first earth had passed away. What passed away? And I'm like, yeah, okay, first one passed away. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't mean that the, the new one can't have some sort of physicality to it. That's often... It's often presented to me, like, whenever I get into an argument about this, that, like, well, the, well, the new heavens and new earth, the first one's passed away. And I'm like, I agree. It says that. It's not my debate. My debate is there is some physicality to this new one. I, I just get nervous whenever it's completely disembodied and completely just, like, ethereal and we're just these spirits floating around in clouds. I'm like, no, that's, that's more from popular culture. That's not really what you see in Scripture. Um, that's, there's some physicality to it. And if we have a resurrected body like Jesus, which we will, we're told, we'll look at that in a minute, but uh, we'll have a resurrected body like Jesus. And if we have a resurrected body like Jesus, Jesus's body had physicality and spirituality. Like he could pass through walls. But then you could also stick your fingers in the, the nail scars and be like, yep, it's real. <laughs> and so uh, he could, I'm, I'm, I don't know that he did. We don't have a text where it says this, but you could high five Jesus and it would actually... Make a sound when you high-fived. It would not just pass through, right? As if that's the goal. Again, that's Platonism. That's not scripture. So I also wanted to just briefly comment. Uh, in verse 3, it says, See, the home of God is among mortals, and he will dwell with them. Does anybody have a footnote on those words? Or does anybody say something other than home or dwell in their translation? God has moved into the neighborhood. I love, love that. Men and women. 
Love that. Love that. Not what I was looking for, but I love that. That's how, that's similar to how he translates John 1.14 too, where it says, uh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Eugene Peterson has, and the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. <sighs> love that. Not what I was looking for, but I love it. Does anybody else say anything? So mine has a footnote on home that says, in Greek, it's the tabernacle. And on dwell, it has a footnote that says, uh, will tabernacle. Did you say that? Mine says, the dwelling place of God, his tabernacle, his immediate presence will now be on the new earth. Yeah, is that a footnote or like a study note or something? Yes, it's yeah, a, it's a love it. Yeah, yeah, see, that's helpful. It's the Greek word for tabernacle. You remember whenever God tabernacles among his people or he temples. Place. Yeah, it's a dwelling place. Same word in John 1.14 too. And he became flesh and dwelt among us. He tabernacled among us. Jesus is like a mobile tabernacle. He's like tabernacle. He's like the RV tabernacle. Tabernacle on wheels. He's taking the tabernacle on a, uh, on a tour. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I want to look at some others. Uh, the one that, that really is... Uh, a key one for talking about the nature of the fire that we anticipate that will, you know, we talk about the earth will be consumed in fire is in second Peter three. And see, uh, I know this is a crazy concept, but it's important that whenever you talk about this, you actually read the text instead of just throwing out this idea. Well, the earth's going to be burnt up in fire. Cause often that's what I get. I receive and I'm like, well, you know, new heavens, new earth. And you know, it's going to be this new heavens, new earth that we'll dwell in and we'll have a resurrected body like Jesus and our body and our spirit will be perfectly integrated. Like the way they were always meant to be the way God designed us to be. And then people are like, well, it's going to burn up in fire. I'm like, yeah, but like, have you read second Peter three? They're like, what's second Peter three? It's the text that talks about the earth being consumed in fire. If we're going to talk about this, we should actually like read it. So please don't just Bible bomb me and throw something at me. Like, like we can ag ag agree to disagree on our interpretation of it. That's fine. Like, uh, that could be wrong, but can we like actually read the text? That's a novel concept. Second um, Peter 3, starting in verse 8. Uh, but do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. His way of reckoning time is not the same as ours. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, uh, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be, what's your translation say? Laid bare. Laid bare, yeah? Exposed to judgment. Exposed. Ooh, it says in... Exposed to judgment. It says exposed to judgment in the translation. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's kind of interpretive. What translation are you reading from? Oh, whichever one Randy downloaded. Whichever one Randy downloaded. <laughs> Goodness, Randy, what have you done? <laughs> New Living Translation. Oh, no, I think it's NLT. That sounds like NLT. I'm good with it. Uh, yeah, the word judgment doesn't actually show up there, but that's an interpretive gloss, right? So, like, that's a way to translate. I'm telling you, all, translation is interpretation. Right, so anybody who's like, well, just read it. And I'm like, well, which one are you reading? <laughs> uh, mine says, uh, let's see. Mine says, uh, on it, uh, everything that's done on it will be disclosed. It's kind of the same idea. Uh, laid bare, is that what you said, Tracy? Uh, there's some version. So if you have the King James version, it's going to say, will be burned up. It's a textual variant there. Um, burned up versus uh, laid bare. Seems to be talking about the same phenomenon, right? With the fire and all that. So, just a, well, right after the atomic bomb was invented, 
this took on a new meaning yeah. with the elements being the whole thing is like, oh, yeah. that's talking about the Thomas Hobbes, you know? Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of new interpretations. Oh, I didn't, okay. A I, lot of Bible prophecy and Bible yeah. stuff has taken on new meanings as science has advanced. Okay. Try, trying to, well, even explain the atomic bomb in a vision to John, who, you know, right. the worst thing that ever happened to him is maybe the donkey cart rolling over. Yeah. You know, yeah. How do you describe something you have no concept to yeah. wrap around and get this? Trying to put your finger on something that blows your categories. Like atomic bomb. And, and this is interesting. Yeah, that's, it's funny you say that. So, like, think about the way technology has advanced in my lifetime, mm-hmm. let alone some of y'all's lifetimes. For whom some several leaps have happened, you know what I'm saying? You take somebody historically, like ignore the technological revolution. You take somebody and pluck them out of their time zone. You can probably put them anywhere, give or take several hundred years, and it's going to be different. But they can figure it out, right? It's not going to blow their category. But if you take somebody from 300, 200 years ago and pluck them into our world, it would they would go insane. Think about that. Just the the rapid pace at which things have developed. It's insanity. It's insane. By the time you put in a new computer lab at your school. What'd you say? I live in this time. It's yeah, sorry to say. We, that's a great point. We live in it and it overwhelms us. You, as soon as you put in a new computer lab, it's outdated. Oh, yeah. Right? Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Susie Martinez's um, son landed yeah. walking yesterday with a friend and he came back and he said, I found, I found a weapon. During, during, it was during Jesus' time. I found a weapon they probably used during Jesus' time, and it was a, like a sip. And he said, "Ah, you know, this sickle. was, yeah, sickle, sickle, yeah." Like, yeah. They used this when Jesus was there, or was around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in the uh, that was in the BC times uh, before cell phones, right? Yeah, I hear that this was a, a strange and interesting time in the BCs before cell phones. Um. <laughs> Oh my word! Got home early or something, and nobody was there. There was just no communication. It wasn't like yeah. You just waited. You had to like Somebody actually entertain yourself. Yeah. What a concept! Yeah. Like play. Yeah. Play. Well, who knew you can play? Oh yeah. Printing out MapQuest. I remember seeing my parents do that. My dad to this day tries to give me directions, and I'm like, what's the address? He's like, well, then you're going to turn left at this weird gas station. I'm like, what's the address? I'm just going to type it into my phone. <laughs> Google does not know all sometimes. Google does not know all. I agree. you and leave you out in the middle of nowhere. I agree. I used to sit in, on a long trip, and I would, all the little numbers between the cities, like oh, yeah. had to add them all up to see mm-hmm. how long it was before we got to where we were going, because mm-hmm. they would have dots for every yeah. city yeah. and then they would have a red <laughs> letter number that was like a six so you knew it was six miles from here to here and then it was five miles away, and you add them all up and <laughs> yeah it was crazy i just asked siri <laughs> what's a real map <laughs> you mean like like google like you <laughs> i'm terrible um cannot be dropped anywhere in the country and find your way home without technology you're lacking i could i can find my way to a computer lab 
no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to the computer and then route myself home. <laughs> um, okay, I'm getting back to this. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief and the heavens will pass away. Oh, the disclosed thing. Uh, everything that is done will be disclosed. Um, and it talks about dissolved with fire. But keep reading. That's always a good idea. Keep reading. Verse 11. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, so apparently it's dissolved in a particular way, whatever that means, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But in accordance with his promise, we wait for a disembodied existence where we float off into the clouds and we are fat little angel cherub babies and we play harps and we dance on clouds. That's what it says, right? That's what your translation says? No, not at all. No, but in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth. I had somebody say, well, new heavens, new earth, that's just kind of John waxing poetically. You're just kind of building your whole case off that text. You should go back and read 2 Peter 3, where the elements are going to be dissolved with fire. At least this person I was talking with actually knew where the stuff about dissolved with fire actually occurs in Scripture. I was like, great. Have you read through verse 13? And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, did you, like, I know you pulled it up on Bible Gateway, but did you, like, read the whole chapter? And he's like, no. And then he read the whole chapter, and I said, it talks about new heavens, new earth. And he's like, it does not. I said, oh, yes, it does. And you keep reading, but in accordance with this promise, we wait for new heavens, new earth, where righteousness is at home. So here's the question for this one. Is this a renewal or a replacement of the earth? Right? Does this renew? The Alan, if you take me down a rabbit hole somewhere, so help me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How deep down the rabbit hole? <laughs> what? He's talking about reading the whole chapter. Yeah. Yeah. You remember... Several years ago, the Baptist Church came out and made a big statement which made it all over the news media that women are to submit to their husbands. Oh, yeah. They don't read the whole chapter. Was, uh, <laughs> or the whole Bible. major uproar in this country. Correct? Yeah. So I had a couple of women that were working for me, and she was... Both of them were just, one of them especially, was just going rampant. We weren't even getting any work done because she was so upset about this. So I turned around and told her up there, I said, you, you're just completely misinterpreting that statement because you're taking one sentence and not knowing what the rest of it actually says. Yeah. So I went and got the scriptures and gave her these scriptures. How dare you? Well, that's what my boss said, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. They sent me the sensitivity training. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You need to be more sensitive to verses out of context. It didn't matter because she never could get off of that one sentence yeah. up there. They, the There's a... Uh, home chapter she couldn't understand. If anybody wants to get your pastor a, a Christmas gift, there's a great coffee mug I found on Amazon one time that says, uh, I can do all things with a verse taken out of context. <laughs> Philippians 4.13. So if you want to get me a gift for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, I mean, it, we do this, right? And we think that, so to me, I would call that hijacking the authority of Scripture. 
Because we all agree that Scripture has some sort of authority, right? You can go to different denominations and traditions, and we can debate what that authority is, where it's located, how you articulate that. But we agree that this is, in some sense, normative, right? Like, we're looking to this as a standard for some sort of practice and behavior. Um, and, and, and that's great. We, we kind of agree on that. But then you just lob out a verse, and it's like, well, I guess it's in the Bible. And it's like, no, pause, hold, time out. <laughs> Read the whole thing. Right? Like, he would never do this with any other document or any other book. Just lob out a statement and be like, well, that's the whole of that book. And I'm like, no, it's really not. <laughs> in fact, you can find just about anything you want in there and make it say what you want. So, for example, um, so for example, it's the same Bible that slaveholders use to justify their position. It's the same position that slaves used to say, no, this is not what God wants. It's the same Bible. It's the same Bible. But they were interpreting it differently. And I think one was a better interpretation than the other, clearly. Right? But it's funny because we can get so entrenched and we can start... I call it Bible bombing. I get Bible bombed a lot. Just kind of... Maybe Bible grenade. But it doesn't have that nice alliteration. And you just toss it at me. You know? Um, My daughter was making... She was young. She first got into cooking and was making a cheesecake... And she read on the box, chill before serve. And so she's doing her stuff. And then Tracy comes in, opens the refrigerator, and the box <laughs> in the refrigerator. And she took it literally, chill yeah. before Chill before face. serving. Yeah. <laughs> chill before <laughs> serving. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. You can miss the context, right? Context matters. Oh, certainly. Oh, certainly. If you love her, you will. Yes. I would. I would. We're still talking about it. Which daughter is this again? I'm going to make sure I mention this next time we see each other. Okay. Okay. Sarah and I will have a conversation about chilling the, the cheesecake before you, <laughs> you do that. Um, so the, the real question here, is this a renewal or a, a replacement? So some people say it's a replacement, right? Like the, the old one is completely removed and God just like generates a complete new one. Some say, no, it's a renewal. It's the same one, but it's been like, like stripped down to the studs is what you'd say like on a house that's a fixer-upper. It's got good bones. We'll strip it down to the, the bare and then we'll rebuild it from there. I, don't, I, I could see the argument either way, right? The elements are dissolved, but that, does that mean like the whole earth itself as a foundation is just completely like removed or I don't know. I, honestly, I don't have a hard stance on that one. Um, I think it's clear that there is a new heavens, new earth, because it keeps talking about it. But uh, as far as renewal or replacement, I, I'll tell you where I lean. Uh, I lean to renewal. I think the fire tends to be a refiner's fire. But, um, but I, I hear the argument, right? Like the elements are dissolved. So maybe that's like completely, depends on what you mean by elements. And depends on what you mean by rearranged, into rearranged into a new pattern. Yeah. Because the scientist is helping us. Yeah. Why yeah. would he do away with it when he said it was good? Yeah, yeah, he said it was good. We're the ones that messed it up. We just really dirtied up the house. You ever had bad renters? You ever had really bad renters? Well, you know, when the house really gets dirty, bad you use a lot of water to try and clean things out, and if that doesn't work, then you burn it to the ground and start over. Mm. You should have some sort of foundation, too. Right? Does the foundation remain? Depends on how good the foundation is. If it's built solidly. Fair. It says there's no seeds. Yeah, I said that in Revelation. So you don't want to buy a beachfront property because it won't be there anymore. Ah, real estate into eternity, a new Bible class at the Bastrop Church of Christ. Do not buy beachfront property because when all is said, I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting because, you know, originally the earth is covered in water. 
and, and, and his spirit hovers over the water. You have these chaotic waters, and then now there's no sea. Um, rivers, lakes, all sorts of stuff, it seems, but not, so not you sea. you want to go down another rabbit hole, if you think of it oh, with dear. more dimensions, is this the same dimension or is the new dimension? Ah, yeah, see, that's, and that's a great... That's a great question. Thank you, Gons, for continually getting me off track. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. No, that's and that's a great question. So, yeah, have you? Has any? Let's go real scientific uh, fantasy nerd. Has anybody seen the movie Interstellar? Seen the movie Interstellar? Do you like the movie Interstellar? I really liked Interstellar. It's like a three, two and a half, three hour movie. It's long. Right, but if you have Paramount Plus, at the end it blows your brains. At the end it blows your brains because and no and people watch this and they're like, "What just happened?" Well, so spoiler alert. Sorry if you're planning on watching this. Maybe this will entice you to watch it. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. But the whole thing is like these different dimensions things. So like they go into a black hole and all that, right? But at the end, you don't see them living in this completely separate reality. You see them like learning how to integrate the different realities, right? So, like, at the very end, like, they've, they've learned to blend the two, in a way. And so it's, it's like, um, you know, you can break the rules, right? So, like, in Jesus, I feel like he's blending the two. He can walk through walls. Yeah. He can float. He can... It's, it never ceases to amaze me. Science advancement's always fun. But if God created everything, so there was nothing, and he spoke it into existence. Yeah. But if you take an uh, electron microscope, I get to do a bit evaluations on these on a routine basis you get to look down at the cellular level yeah and what's really holding us together is energy between two cells that are attracting so your body the wall everything yeah. is just energy so controlling that energy you can change its format you can make it solid so you can walk on it, like walking on water yeah or change it so it's not solid so you can walk Correct. through it you know, this is God who commanded, and he holds it together, yeah. and it's really, we're only held together by energy. When you just, your cells, if that energy was to stop, your body would just go in a million different directions because it's no longer held together. Yeah. But the very function, you know, the way the blood flows, that blood is held together with energy, it's just... Yeah. So, I'm not a scientist. Clearly, I'm a preacher, so I will not make any grand statements on this. But um, I will say, like, uh, so again, I, I lean towards renewal. But I, I, even I'm okay, like, you burn it down to the ground. I'm like, well, it's still the same piece of property, right? Like, you're not destroying this. And, uh, you know, maybe on a, on a God-type scale, maybe that's what that looks like, is it, it is completely replacement. And I, again, I'm cool with that, so long as we keep... I, to me, the key is new heavens, new earth. Are we good with that? Replacement or renewal, we can talk about that. That's great. Is it, which one is it? Great. But I, I think it's important we hold that vision of new heavens, new earth. Yeah, so you talk about renewal. Oh dear. And I agree with you. Because have you ever seen a pastor? No. Uh, never seen a pastor. Turn around and every year it's all over the country. Mm -hmm. They go out and they burn their pastures. They burn them pastures all the way to the ground. Okay? Farmers, ranchers. Oh, pasture. Yeah, pasture. Yeah, pasture. 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 Thought you said pastor. And I was like I'm like, I'm like, you mean like on Twitter, like they cancel them or something? I'm like, I'm like really confused. Which, you... sorry, I'm a zillennial. Okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they burn them. They burn them. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Well, they burn. They go back in and receive. Some 
some places do. Mm. Mostly it just burns it. Mm. And it does sink it all the way to the ground. And what comes back? Grass. Pasture. Beautiful pasture. Yeah. Pasture. Pasture. With no weeds. Yeah. Well, with no weeds. Land, so. Oof. That will make it into a sermon illustration near you in the future, people. I like that. Yeah. Pasture. Because I like that because here in my version, that last phrase, when it says, ready for the promise of the new heavens and the new earth, yeah. all landscaped with righteousness. <sighs> so there's no weeds in there. All love the that. bad stuff's not there yeah. anymore. I love that. David, so, I was just thinking that, that idea of refining and yeah. the idea of the, the wheat and the shaft and the, yeah. you know, the burn. The tears. No tears up there. And there's, oh, yeah. up in, especially up in the north U.S., there's trees that the seeds lay in the ground for years and years and years until there's a fire. Yeah. And that fire breaks the, the, the seed, seed cover yeah. on it and allows it to, to grow. So it's yeah. Yeah. And so I would think, so thinking about all of this, the way that the, uh, it burns out the, the crud or the bad stuff or the gook or the junk, whatever you want to call it, the weeds. And then now it's, it leaves the room for the good stuff to grow. This was the same point I was trying to make the other day when I said that thing about the C.S. Lewis novel where, uh, he, he sees like they're, they're on, uh, some other planet, and it's as if it's a new Adam and Eve on this planet, right? And it said, well, it's as if they never even took the first step, Adam and Eve. And so it's like, well, then new creation would be we get to start taking that first step. The junk has been removed. The weeds that are in there get removed, and now we can actually start walking. Now we get to see what grows up, right? Before it was like kind of you see bits of it, right? Like it's not completely discontinuous. Like it's it's grass, but all the other stuff is in there, and you don't want that stuff, and it it just really destroys the quality of what you're looking at versus taking all that out and seeing what happens whenever it grows the way it's supposed to, which is what I really think new creation is. It's, it's growing the way it's supposed to, right? Uh, we did not get through all our texts and I need to call it quits because I need to set up the computer and uh, grab some more coffee. So uh, I'm going to pray. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about this. We'll, we'll look at some more texts next week. I feel like we're enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. It's just really important. Uh, yeah. So uh, I can, is anybody interested in me sending out the texts again? I don't mind to do that if you want me to. Yeah, you like that? I will do that. That is no sweat off my back. I will do that. I will send it back out. Uh, and then if you're interested, you can take a look at it and try to rabbit hole me and heckle me the whole time or you know, just whatever you want. So uh, let me pray and then we'll end Bible class. Our glorious Father in heaven, we thank you and we praise you. Oh God, we long for new creation. We want to be made new creations. We, we want to be resurrected like your son Jesus and experience the fullness of the resurrection life. Just pray that you would make us more and more, refine us into the image that you have designed us to be, uh, a reflection of your image. Just pray that our unique expression of your image would be made more and more clear as we submit more and more to becoming more like your son Jesus. It's through his name that we pray. Amen.